and welcome to Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. This is a space where we aim to help educate and entertain you on all aspects of life. Each week we will be here live to inspire you to take action in your own life. We will bring together a beautiful mix of practical logic and spiritual intuition to help you live life your way. Tonight we'd like to talk about assertiveness and the not so little concept of speaking up for yourself and standing in your truth particularly when others judge you for it and when the going gets tough. So I'd like to start tonight, Lou, with the Cambridge Dictionary's definition of assertiveness. Yeah. <laughs> so according to the dictionary, someone who is assertive behaves confidently and is not frightened to say what they want or believe. So I quite like that definition, but at the same time when I just typed into Google, what does assertive mean? Google told me that being assertive is having or showing a confident and forceful personality. So I thought that might be a good spot for us to start tonight. Oh, yeah. Because confident and forceful in the same sentence around being assertive doesn't really feel good to no me. Uh, i agree i googled the exact same <laughs> definition and i kind of went oh mm. whoa how is it possible that being assertive has been seen as being confident and forceful so uh, to me it's quite a, a contradiction oh yeah so where do we start with that what do we do is being assertive being confident i would say Yes. Yes. But is assertive being forceful? I don't think so. I think that's leading into something else, starting with a called aggression. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think some of the, like one of the best definitions I heard early on back in my days of, I think, home economist as counsellor, oh. <laughs> subject back in uni. Wow. And it was the definition of assertiveness is saying how things are for me. Right. Mm. I like that. Me too. Mm. Because it, it takes that, um, like, because so often we think, you know, if, if we're being assertive, it can be, you know, that forceful or we think, like, so I'm wearing tonight a shirt that says nice is the new cool. And specific, I really wanted to wear this one because so often we associate nice, or we, you know, to be nice, we don't actually, I guess, think that it's okay to be assertive. Mm. So we go, oh, mm. to be nice, you you're going to like appease or. You know, it kind of gets into, I think there's a spectrum, isn't there? I think there is a spectrum. And I think that in our culture, particularly, we are really bad at doing the middle ground of the spectrum. Like, I think we can all relate to someone who is a bit passive, mm -hmm. who perhaps doesn't say what they want or doesn't speak up for what they want or whatever. Yep. And then we can all think of someone who's aggressive, mm. who is... You know, even their body language is aggressive or their voice or their tone of voice or whatever is yeah. aggressive. And I think we've probably all been at those extremes. Mm. And 
I'm just speaking for myself here. I'm not speaking for anybody else. But what I know is that learning to be assertive, I think really needs to be modelled. And I'm not certain that it is modelled or it certainly wasn't modelled very well in my life, I don't think. Because to particularly for a woman, um, to see a woman, you know, when I was growing up, to stand in her strength and really assert how she felt about something was very foreign to me. Mm. I didn't see that a lot. You see that much more now yeah. Um, in, yeah. in the world with women particularly standing up for what it is they want. But then sometimes the label they get given for doing that doesn't, yeah. you know, help mm. womankind at all. Mm. So I suppose the question really is how can we be assertive without people thinking we're aggressive or by saying what it is we want to say in a way that builds us up and doesn't offend someone else or upset them. It's a tricky one. I I guess it's interesting because when you, you think about the times in your life, you know, like that spectrum, you know, where we go from, you know, passive, it might be other people's needs before yours, through to then going, and you feel it in your body, hey? Mm-hmm. You That's why of... this episode's called <laughs> I Feel It In My Waters because you do. You feel it in your body. Sorry. Yeah, it. no, no, that's exactly, but, that, but that's, I mean, and they're the things to go, the moments that we, like it's about trying to notice, that's what I've had to do over the years because, you know, when we think about what is, what we think about what is assertiveness. So we've, we've come up with some definitions. And from what I guess, you know, my understanding around it is that they say it's a communication skill. Um, it's, it's, it's a skill that's a behaviour. So, and it can't, like, it, and they say this really, so it's a behaviour and a thinking style. But I was reading this thing where they actually acknowledge you're born assertive. Wow. Okay. And, and, and do you know why <laughs> cool. they say you're born assertive? Because as a baby, you have to cry. You have to make your presence known to get your needs met. Yes. You're assertive to go, ah, situation. <laughs> Hungry. Um, I'm respecting my own needs. Yes. And I will respond to yours when I'm happy and fed. So yes. like in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, when my needs of safety and security are met, like you think about it as a baby, safety and security is met, food, um, you know, all of those core things, then I can be cheery. Then I can giggle <laughs> and be happy. But until that, my needs have to be met. And like I think that's that was just so eye-opening to go, my gosh, we are actually born assertive. But then fast forward, I don't know, five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 40 years, 60 years, and something happens. Well, lots happen. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and, and, and what they say is that we adapt. So early on, we learn, um, you know, what are the norms? Mm. What do we see from the people around us? So whether it's, you know, family, figures of authority, could be teachers, could be grandparents. And, you know, these are the situations that when we start unpacking to go, one, we're born assertive, but things happen along the way, what are those? Mm. 
Well, I think it's probably it's our parents saying, mm. I don't know, um, you know, you have to do this, you have to do that, get this, you know, as a child, you get bossed around is the wrong term, mm. but it's essentially if I looked at it from an adult perspective and me coming from a teacher background and kind of the work that I do, I was always really aware of how I interacted with our son Mm. because I didn't want to have him feeling like I was bossing him around and I wanted him to feel like it was a mutual decision or a mutual task to get things done. So mm. whether it's put your shoes in the right place or cook dinner or unpack your bag or get in the car, whatever it was, I really wanted him to feel like it was us as a team working awesome. together. Awesome. Not saying that that always happened and not saying that, you know, there's been other reasons why he might not be assertive, but, you know, at least we were trying to model that. Yeah. Um, but I think that things happen along the way, both with the modelling of assertiveness yes but also with our own self-esteem our own Mm. self-confidence um we might have illnesses or injuries or relationships with certain people or our boss at work like whatever the situation might be we might not feel empowered enough to be assertive yes and i think when we get in that position it's actually really hard because there nearly seems to be some kind of power play. Yep, the dynamic, the power dynamic is different. Yes. So what I guess the question is then is when we think about those situations with those different sorts of people, are we actually conscious of are we still acting in the same ways we did as kids <laughs> all the way our family modelled um you know, the, the, the assertiveness, i.e. what are the unspoken rules that you continue to live out? So therefore mm. when um, someone in a position of power either, and that's like interesting reading the, um, you know, concepts to go, you know, how do we approach different situations to go, yeah, are we, what's the dynamic if it's equal, if it's mm. yeah, separate? Yeah. It's interesting. And maybe a, a little story I can share here to help mm. kind of give my feeling and thoughts around this because I think, I mean, I've been in many positions where I haven't been assertive and then I've come away going, damn it, Helen, why didn't you stand <gasps> up for yourself? Why didn't you say that thing? Why did you behave in that way? You know, yes. that self-berating stuff. Yeah. And I know we've all been there before. But it's a really... Um, a specific story I'd like yeah. to share with you. So this happened probably about seven years ago. Mm. And it's really interesting because when I was thinking about our topic for tonight on assert- assertiveness broadly, this was the first time I can honestly remember, and this isn't standing up for myself, this is being assertive. Mm. So it's different, right? So you may well have been there as well. Where we... Um, flew to New Zealand for our association conference. When you fly from Australia to New Zealand, we're going to Christchurch. And the plane lands, so depending on the time of year, there's a two or three hour difference in time zone. And I can't exactly remember when the conference was on, but regardless, we landed somewhere between 11 p.m. and midnight. Mm. And so then went from the airport 
to the hotel to drop our luggage in and then go and get some dinner because we hadn't actually had dinner on the plane and our body clock was about, you know, nine or 10 o'clock at night. We were starving. Mm. And so we walked from the hotel just out to find somewhere we could just quickly, even if it was just a bowl of hot chips or something to at least fill us up. So we walked around and we found, I was with two, two or three other people and we found a place where some of the other people attending the conference that we were going to were also at and they were about to actually pack up and leave because it was getting quite late but we arrived so they were kind enough to sit mm. around and, you know, have a little chat with us. <clears throat> Excuse me. One of the ladies there was one of the organisers of that particular conference and as part of the conference, um, so it covered two days, there was on the second day, usually after lunch, a panel. Mm-hmm. And they there was an invitation, not beforehand, but just it was nearly like, oh, you know, these people are coming, so I'll ask these ladies if they'd be okay to be on the panel. So the organiser of the conference is at the dinner, quick evening meal with us. And in front of everybody else, so this is the tricky thing, I reckon. So in front of everybody sitting at the table, say four or five of us, not a massive group, she turns to me and she says, Helen, I've been thinking about it and I'd really love you to be on the panel on the second afternoon after lunch. Is that something that you would be happy to do or is that something you'd like to do or Mm -hmm. whatever the question was? And you know, your initial reaction might be to go, oh, well, everyone's here. <laughs> everyone's looking at me. Yeah. Everyone's expecting me to say yes because this lady was also on the executive mm-hmm. of the association, mm-hmm. organising the conference, and she was organising. So, you know, it's nearly like there was a power thing. I'm not saying that she, um, I felt subordinate or she felt more powerful, but, yeah. you know, she was in more of a position of authority mm. than I was. And so she said to me, Helen, do you want to be on the panel? And I actually let my cogs in my brain think before I spoke, all for about one or two seconds at most. But then I also listened to what my body was telling me at the same time. It's really like my brain went, hold on, let's ask your body. (laughs) And then the body and the brain spoke to each other really quickly. And... I said to her, do you know what, actually, if it's okay with you, can I come back to you tomorrow and answer that question? Because I'd really like to think about it a little bit more. Well, firstly, for me to even say that is in in that situation was quite a surprise, even to me that I've still remembered it to this day. (laughs) Um, But secondly, I'd never done that before. I had no expectation that that she was going to ask that of me. I had no expectation of what my response was even going to be because I couldn't predict that she was mm. going to ask me about it. Like if it had found me through the grapevine, I might have been able to formulate something in advance, but I hadn't been able to formulate something in advance. So then everyone at the table went, oh, my gosh, wow. <laughs> actually, that's really good, Helen. Wow, how great that you've actually said that. And so the the lady wasn't offended at all. She said, yeah, that sounds great. Come back to me. And then the next day when I went back to her and I said, oh, remember that thing you asked me about the panel? And she said something like, yeah, I was just really impressed how 
you really thought, I want to think about this, this is important, I want to make sure I make the right decision mm. as Helen in this situation. And so I said to her, yeah, well, I've thought about it and I'm really happy to be on the panel and thank you for inviting me. And, you know, then it all went smoothly after that. But it's it's a situation where I listen to my head, I listen to my heart and my body and instead of giving the lady the answer I thought she wanted to hear, yes, I gave myself permission to listen to the answer I wanted to give. Okay, rewind that. <laughs> rewind that. You come out with some pearl as hell. <laughs> I don't know if I can rewind that. Okay, so in other words, by me being assertive in that situation, yep. I didn't give her what I thought thought she wanted I gave me the time to think about what I wanted that's massive because I think often regardless of whether we're being passive or Mm. assertive or aggressive or whatever we're kind of maybe doing what somebody else has an expectation around what it is that they want from us yeah we don't know that unless the person actually says Hey Helen, I'm asking you because of these six reasons. Yes. Um, I don't know. Someone says this, someone else says that, you'd be great. This is the topic, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But more often than not, we're going on guesswork on what's going to the other person's head. So why not listen to ourselves and acknowledge, you know, this might be right for me or this might not be right for me. Yeah. Um, and I just need a little bit of time to think about that. That's so powerful, isn't it? Like it, it's it's huge because so often, you know, that, you know, the, the, I'm hearing the mind chatter that would go on behind that to go, oh, my gosh, you know, if you say that, then, you know, what ifs, like the what ifs, the conversations around that. And it's almost like did that happen for you? Was there any kind of conversation? Did you have to silence any irritating <laughs> voices? <laughs> Do you know what I think? Because I'm still as shocked today that I did that as I was then. Um, And I think the thing that really sticks with me Mm -hmm. around the whole thing was that it was late. I was hungry. (laughs) And when I'm hungry and it's late, I'm usually, what is it, hangry? Hangry. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hungry and angry. And this is like... Just ask my husband, do not be near me if I haven't eaten for four hours because I was like, my metabolism runs pretty high. I need food, right? So when I'm in a situation where I'm like that, I'm probably more likely to slip into either passive, which is, oh, yeah, sure, okay, I'll do it, or aggressive, which is, come on, you're asking me and it's midnight and I'm starving. (laughs) Ask me tomorrow. Um, So uh, to be honest, I don't really know what went on. All I know is that I took, here we go, I took a moment to pause at the request mm-hmm. and just tuned into me. Okay. And actually, you know, in hindsight, maybe because of the time of day and because of the hunger, that was part of the reason why I did tune into me because I knew I couldn't trust myself <laughs> if I just jumped in feet first and said yes or no quite, yeah. you know. And so how do you feel that like in your body? So that's what one of the things that we talked about like very initially was, you know, sometimes there's a feeling. Do you feel it in any particular part or like, you know? Mm, I think it's a good question. I think 
and I'm going to come back to it because mm. I think there's something I need to say before I come back okay. to it, yeah, yeah. which is I think if you are fairly okay with where you currently stand in your life, yes, that you are more likely to be assertive than passive or aggressive. Ooh. So in that situation when I was asked to be on that panel, I must have been in a pretty good headspace, yeah. I would say, in my life. Because what I feel when I'm in a good headspace and I'm being assertive, what this is what I feel in my body. I nearly, and someone is requesting something of me, or I need to be, um, you know, verbal in a mm-hmm. situation that's assertive. It's nearly like a whole body um, communication with every cell in my mm. body. It's nearly like, my brain hears it or my brain understands it and then it's like this blanket encompasses me which mm. is like the hold on slow down make a decision um think about what it is you're going to say um what is it you really want you know and the blankets yeah. there um and it's like a cocooning mm. so it's not like if i'm in a bad space yep I'm like, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm sick, I'm overwhelmed, I'm emotional, you know, something very challenging has happened in my life, you know, illness with a parent or, you know, something like that. I'm more likely to feel it in my gut with that tightness of, hold on, this person expects this of me, tight screw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Double diving, pain kind of stuff. But when I'm in that good place, and I'm feeling confident and I'm feeling assertive in this situation. It's really like a full body experience. Wow. It's a little bit hard to explain. Okay. So a lot of, you have to be in a good place, right? Yes. Because it's nearly like that blanket is a protective thing to go, Helen, you're in a good space. And this thing, you have a choice. So listen to what mm. your body is telling you. I mean, I have a very good connection with my guides in spirit. So yep. it's probably them <laughs> saying, hold on, slow down and yeah. just have a think about this before you move forward. Um, I think that a lot of people aren't like that though. Yeah. So if you were in a similar situation, would you feel it somewhere in your body specifically? I've, I've noticed... Um that I am when I'm actually present and not on autopilot of going response comes in yes or whatever but I'm getting much better at kind of feeling things so I know like there's this part of me and I'm just trying to think where do I feel it where do I feel it um it's 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 not in the throat but it's almost somewhere between kind of like heart or gut. Mm. And I, other than, you know, one of those spaces <laughs> where I will actually feel it and then hear myself saying something and then there's this part of me that just goes, oh, why did you do that? And then I realised later and go, oh, I knew, I knew I should have said that date as opposed to that date or whatever it might be. And it's really like the words are coming out of your mouth and as you're saying yes, your yeah. brain and body saying no or whatever. Yes. It's like you're verbalising one message but everything Feeling else is saying it. something yeah. totally different. Yeah, 
Yeah. So what do you normally do in that situation? Do you then stop yourself talking and no, go? No, not yet. <laughs> a long way to go. But it depends because sometimes I will, like if, if there's an option, I will, um, I think, go back and revisit. So when I said yes and then I kind of sat with it and then thought about to go, I, I, I follow the worry. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've noticed that I'm starting to do at the moment to go, I agree. And then I go, oh, actually, if I go down this course with this thing that I've said yes to, I've noticed, and that's how I say to someone, look, I've noticed I'm starting to really worry about X, Y, Z. And I don't really want to worry about X, Y, Z. So if it's okay with you, because I'm just sort of saying, look, I have committed to X, Y, Z. I would prefer, so I'm going, if it's okay with you, this is what I would prefer mm. because like I acknowledge, well, look, yeah, I've said yes and I am going backwards. Mm. Um, not ideal, but. But it's still being assertive. Yeah. Even if you have said a thing and then had to go away and go, oh, no, I wish I hadn't said that, I wish yeah. I'd said this, and then come forward and, and spoken about it the next day or next yeah. week, whatever the situation is. At least you've acknowledged that and then you can speak because it's really like, let's face it, people put us on the spot, right? Yeah. They've had this conversation in their head or they've had this document on their desk or whatever the case is and they've known for ages or Mm. a period of time anyway that they're going to have this conversation or that this is the way that they want to move forward. And you might be brought into a meeting or into a conversation and you don't know anything about that. Mm. And so you do feel a bit put on the spot. And I think it's okay to go away and then come back and go, you know, I've had another think about it. Yeah. Mm. And there's this great little table. Can I talk about this table? Please do. Because it really helps us to identify how assertive we are in different situations. So you know how you were talking about that example where there's different sort of power bases. Mm. And what was really cool about this one that I really liked was it had an opportunity where it said a whole lot of different situations because I think we think if I am assertive, I have to be assertive in every situation or in all situations and sometimes it's about identifying what is the most like and it, and it can vary it doesn't mm. mean you're going to be sort of in everything but mm. you know so like there was what it did has um, a whole lot of um, situations but then this is the cracker it said ha- who so you had to think you know who are the people that you are likely to come into contact with so for example Friends of the same gender, how easy, and then it had a scenario of saying no or giving compliments, expressing your opinion. So how good are you with friends of the same gender if they're giving you compliments? Or how can you ask those friends of the same gender for help, Mm. okay, compared to friends of a different gender Mm. versus Mm. authority figures Mm. versus strangers is it easier to ask a stranger for help or is it actually you know it's difficult you know Mm. work colleagues intimate relations or spouse shop assistants (laughs) wow i I love that shop assistants is on the end there because (laughs) they're essentially there to help us right yeah so how do i now have the assertiveness to approach a shop assistant to ask for 
assistance. Mm. Or even saying no when a shop assistant says, you know, is giving you compliments, there's that voice in your head to go, are they real? Does this outfit look really good on me? Or are they just saying that so I will buy said item? You know, I appreciate that's so true. Isn't, isn't it? it? But also, then in the situation, and you know what came to me, it wasn't a shop assistant, it was actually at the hairdresser. Mm. Like, if the hairdresser says to you, Do you want to add foils to your color? Or would yeah. you like to buy this bottle of shampoo or whatever? Which is an additional cost to the thing that yes. you were there initially for. Um, how assertive are you in that situation to say thank you but no thank you yeah. because you know your budget and yeah. you know what you're willing to spend so I'd love that because yeah. I really think and can we just use one of the um yeah, the situations because um okay giving criticism is one of the situations on there yeah and you think about it giving criticism assertively to an authority figure whoo, so so different to giving criticism to a stranger mm. how many people do you see on tv you might even just be down at the local pub mm. or whatever and they're criticizing or you might be in the car with your partner and saying look how hopeless yeah. that person is at reversing yeah. you know they're in their car in the car park so it really is I love that. Chart. I know. It's really cool. And, you know, it's thinking about how do we, so that, you know, like other kind of scenarios is how to deal with, um, how to assertively, assertively deal with criticism, mm -hmm. how to deal with disappointment assertively, assertively, mm -hmm. um, through to receiving compliments assertively. and giving compliments. Yeah. yeah. I love that one because giving a compliment is actually, an opportunity for me to give you joy and for you to give me joy in return. It's really nice. But sometimes Gosh. people are really not good at it, are they? When I was on retreat, we had this conversation about um, compliments. This is a couple of years ago now. But we were saying there's essentially three ways you can reply mm. to a compliment. You can say, thank you, that's really lovely. Or, you know, I gratefully received that. Or whatever your words are. The second way is to go, oh, no, 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 <laughs> you know, and brush it off yeah. um, or not accept it. Or there's kind of the middle ground, which is where you accept it, but then you go, oh, but. Mm. Um, so someone might be saying they're wonderful shoes. I love your yeah. shoes. They're gorgeous. And you go, oh, thank you. But I just bought them on sale and they're half price. And, These and, old things. Yes. And you nearly second guess the compliment instead of, if you, I think if you assertively think when someone gives me a compliment and I accept it, I'm sending them back joy mm. or love or whatever you want to think of it as, then I think that you'll do it differently. Yeah. Because you wouldn't go up and slap somebody. Yes. But if someone gives you a compliment and you're not accepting it, it's similar yeah. in my mind. So when we think about it, if we put this into like a process, you know, how, how do we cultivate assertiveness because it and i think it like we were saying it kind of starts with the title of today's episode which is yeah. i feel it in me waters <laughs> so if we feel it in our waters um i feel it in me waters great accent there Luke. <laughs> i love accents any country pick a country um that's i think the starting mm. point isn't it because it's going on listening feeling and then it's like you said giving ourselves that pause 
to then and remember we are all born assertive and it's just a muscle we've got to stretch mm. build up to then go hmm can i buy myself some time yes yes and whether that time is three seconds or three days mm. it doesn't really matter so I think that if you wanted to practice yes. the building up of the stretchy muscle around assertiveness, yes. to nearly do, and it sounds a bit dorky, but do some role play stuff with someone close to you. Mm -hmm. So say, for example, you have a challenging boss or work colleague. Yeah, map out all of those categories. Map it all out and then sit with someone you trust yeah. and say, okay, I want you to pretend to be this person. This is how they act or whatever. And then actively practice and mm. it totally sounds like a dorky thing to do but it's like everything once you stretch that muscle once you've tried it yeah your brain doesn't know if you're actually talking to that person or whether you're talking mm. to your friend I like you're it. practicing it yes so that when that situation arises again you may feel a little bit more confident to stand in your power and assertively share Thoughts. Mm. because that's good on, on on multiple levels i guess from a brain point of view brain science kind of perspective to go the body and the brain goes into limbic to go oh can't possibly because if i say no or if i actually um I, i'll get ostracized from the tribe or someone mm. won't like like and that's you know it, it's pain we don't want to be excluded or, or mm. whatever because that causes pain mm. But what you're saying is, is is through repetition or some role playing, we're creating those little neural pathways to go, it's okay, you've done this in a safe environment and the brain then when it's in that situation, you understand, say, with that person, you can go through, um, you know, how do, what, what would be with this particular person, I know I'm triggered mm -hmm. when I'm getting feedback on these particular things right? yes. so that's what you're saying to yes. go let's let's get that brain experiencing that so then when the situation happens mm. you, like, you know what okay. to do and it may be that you know that these three things trigger you mm. so then you can you know if need be get out other support whether that's through a counselor or through a workshop or something or other, yeah to help around those particular issues mm. because i do think that as we get older we work through some of the issues or they just drop away because they don't become issues anymore. Um, and we eventually, you know, it's, I think it's something we work on until we die. So it's not as if you just wake up one day and voila. But I think eventually you get to a point where you go, I'm actually really worth something here. Mm. And that other person is really worth something here. For me, this is actually what's working now. And I need to share it assertively with this other person because I love them and respect them and think they're great regardless of who they are, whether they're the mm. shop assistant or the boss or mm. the person you're sleeping with, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of going, this is me and I'm standing in my power and I really honour you for standing in your power, so let's actually work together. Let's make a good team of this thing or get this thing done in a way that benefits both of us. Because yeah. I think if we are assertive and we give permission for someone else to be assertive in return then we've got a much more equal balance than if I'm passive or that person's aggressive or we're both aggressive or we're both passive or who knows, it's a big yeah. muddle and mix. So that's my thoughts. Have you got anything to add before we wrap up, Lou? I think I would just go back to that initial definition that was pretty profound for me, which was assertiveness is about saying how things are for me. Yes, 
Yes. And and it's it's not attacking, it's not disrespecting, it's just going, yeah. you know, this is for me, this is kind of what I feel. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and it's just going, I have to give voice to what matters. Absolutely. And the word that's jumped up for me, what you've just said is feel. Mm. So it is saying my body is sending me messages. Yeah. I need to actually just stop and mm. listen to those for a little bit um, as well on the journey. Just I'm going to add one little thing because it just mm. popped. Our mutual friend gave this example of saying there are three things or, you know, parts to ourselves there's our body mm -hmm. there's our being which mm -hmm. you could refer to spirit soul whatever mm -hmm. and the universe or god or some sort of spiritual connection mm -hmm. that you're all in in communion with at any particular point in time so your body might crave something or other yes but you can go what does my soul or my spirit or my heart so you know like, oh, what, are, what do I feel in me waters? <laughs> okay, which could equate to our being, yes. soul, spirit. And then kind of go, you know, add in that extra element of that. Mm. And that just really, you know, like when, when she said that, I was like, whoa. Well, it makes you understand the enormity of who you are. Yeah. Because you're not just this little body. Mm. You are so much bigger than this and you're squished into this little body and just as a funny story about being assertive around what you wear the other day okay. the other day I said to um my body following our yep. meeting with our mutual friend um hey body what what would you like to wear today <laughs> I love to, it. you know feel fun or feel yep. joyful or feel happy and it was just so hilarious green leggings yeah underneath crazy colored and patterned shorts <laughs> with my ankle boots and a jumper which has like a roll neck thing or just plain color thankfully not pattern mm. <laughs> um but from behind the jumper so long it looks like a dress so it looked like blue jumper and green leg leggings <laughs> from behind i love it blue jumper crazy patterns and green leggings with boots from the front and you think you know my age is that an outfit who cares let's not judge my age and the outfit let's judge the fact that I felt like being fun yeah and I was being assertive in my clothing choice and I went out I went to the shops no one laughed at me no one pointed at mm. me no one said she looks crazy um but I felt good and it lifted my spirit so yeah. you know using clothes in that way to Perfect. be assertive so then when I then went into different situations on that day I actually felt really good so maybe something for listeners to play with. Definitely. That I wear cool T-shirts. Like, well, nice is the new cool. cool. And that was like I paused and kind of felt with my, my heart, my soul, spirit, whatever, and I said, what, what in my heart do I really want to wear? And it was like I wanted to wear this one nice mm. because so often we second guess. Yes. You know, yes. if, oh, you know, yeah. when we're nice, sometimes we second guess. Yes. So it's owning nice again to go, I can still be nice and go, no, bugger off. Because yes. <laughs> I'm being assertive, it doesn't suit me. Exactly. <laughs> and I can That's still be nice. nice. 
a good point to end on. That's a great point to end on. So thank you so much for being here. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode of Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. Take care and we look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you.